We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yo, KJ Podcast. What up, my people? Welcome to Blue Wire. You're listening on the local sports podcasting network. We're going to be talking 49ers, coaching changes. QB's coach Rich Scangrillo is officially headed to Denver to be their offensive coordinator. There will be ramifications in the 49ers building. SF also replacing new coaches at defensive backs and defensive line. I think it's a good thing we're getting new eyeballs for defense. December kind of made us forget how bad this unit was overall. We'll kind of glean into the defense and mix in draft discussion there. Hope everyone's doing well. Yeah, we're potting once a week during the offseason. I was thinking about doing this early in the week, and there's rumors about Rich Scangrillo. Let's just wait till he actually signs a contract. He does. Congrats to Richmond Flowers, the agent for Vic Fangio and Rich Scangrillo, getting that done. He's becoming a big power broker of the coaches right now in the NFL. I am anticipating Denver having success with this guy who has led Nick Mullins, who picked Nick Mullins essentially out of thin air and said, we need to sign this guy in the 2017 offseason. Came from Wagner College. It was really a random hire. I thought Kyle would give it to someone that he knew well. I don't know how well he knew Rich, but he was impressed. From everything I gather, Rich was instrumental in Jimmy G starting 5-0 and and chopping everything into pieces and kind of feeding him like he was a baby almost, like teaching him a new language right when he got here. That quarterback's room has a void now. And there are smart guys. Jimmy Garoppolo's been mentored by Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. He's coming here as an X's and O's guy. Nick Mullins is your solid backup. I don't think there's trade bait to Denver right away, but having competition behind Case Keenum, Nick Mullins... 
Depends on what the compensation would be. You can't rule it out now, though. Yeah, I don't know who the 49ers are going to hire as QB coach. Mayoko wrote something today. I believe he thinks it could be internal. Mike McDaniel, Mike LaFleur, guys who have been with Kyle for a while now, who maybe want that position group. If Jimmy G does well, they can turn it into their own offensive coordinating thing. This is the bigger discussion here, though. And last week, I brought this up on the podcast. There was going to be movement. Some coaches were going to get some interview requests. McDaniel did. And they were denied. And Kyle strategically named these guys pass game coordinator, run game coordinator. So then if they're offered a position as a coordinator, it's not really a step up. And theoretically, you pay them a little bit more for this pass game coordinator, run game coordinator. It's a situation he's created that's to his advantage, that he can keep these assistants in-house. And he initially blocked the request for Rich Scangrillo to interview as the offensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos, where he would have been a play caller, a clear promotion. I love Kyle. Trust the Shanna plan. I think he's going to be one of the best coaches in the league at some point. I'm not blowing bullshit at you. I did not like how he approached that and blocked some of his coaches here from interviewing. I totally get there's so much on his plate that Kyle's thinking strategically, I've got to keep this brain power together. I've got to be the head coach of the football team. They can manage the offense. I can't be training someone new my offense. So it looks like McDaniel is going to stay. LaFleur is going to stay. Longtime offensive assistant T.C. McCartney. There could be some promotions in-house of guys who just understand Kyle so much. I threw out the name Rex Grossman. Maybe it's totally off the radar, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was a former quarterback coming in to be the QB assistant coach. Just, just put a veteran in the room. Instead of signing Tom Savage and cutting him all the time, why not just put a former Kyle Shanahan quarterback, maybe Matt Schaub, someone who wants to get into coaching, put them in the room, someone who understands the system, knows the personnel around the league. Brain power was lost in the QB room. I have total faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. I have, I have faith that Mike McDaniel can handle the job. I don't know LaFleur as well. I'm, I'm sure he can. Coaching QBs is a different animal. This offense still all ties back together, though. The QB has to know what's going on with every position. That's how Kyle coaches football. Yeah, KJ Podcast, that's the big news. Rich Scangrillo, we've been talking about him a while, him getting a promotion, him leaving. He's gone. He's going to Denver. I think the Broncos could make the playoffs this year with Vic Fangio and him. I think Rich Scangrillo could be a head coach in two seasons. I think he could be a hot name. We'll see with Case Keenan. We'll see with their quarterback situation. But yeah, 49ers offseason. There's still Antonio Brown rumors. Those are going to persist. He is a sideshow. I'm okay with that sideshow in this locker room with John Lynch. It's not a legal sideshow. It's not a domestic violence where you're going to be worrying about are the cops getting called. The thing that Antonio Brown did with the Steelers is he's got players and probably some coaches on his side. He's divided the team. I don't think it's a divide. He just needs a change in scenery. But as my Candlestick Chronicle guys have been saying, Chris Biederman, Kyle Madsen, a trade for Antonio Brown is less and less likely the further we get along into this. The Steelers don't want to send him somewhere he wants to be. George Kittle, actually by saying sup, might have screwed this up a little bit. The 49ers can't play stealth. I mean, it's obvious they need a receiver. Kendrick Bourne led them in yardage last season, 437 yards. Receiver is quietly the number one need on offense. It's not even quietly. Like, if they add no one else to this team on offense but receivers, it that's okay. Like they, they can survive everywhere else for sure. Yeah, I just think someone's going to offer a first rounder. 
the Raiders, who have all these first-round picks? Do the Browns want to get another weapon? Someone's going to get thirsty. It's four years of Antonio Brown. You've had too many guys like Brashard Perryman, late first-round picks at receiver, who just took too long to develop. And teams don't have that. They need a weapon now. They need a touchdown maker. So anyone saying, oh, second and third, the price tag for Antonio Brown is a first-round pick in 2019. The 49ers are not giving up their number two pick. They would have to give up a 2020 first-round pick. And then even the Steelers then are saying, you guys are going to be a playoff team next year. We might be able to get better value. I think it's someone in the middle teens who keeps missing the playoffs, who is desperate and says, let's take a chance. I would take the chance on Antonio Brown. We're not going to make this the full AB podcast, but that drama persists. 49ers headed down to Mobile. Unfortunately, Josh Allen will not be in their locker room. Mayock did a wink-wink there, make sure he got Josh Allen. That's the biggest prospect there at the Senior Bowl. There'll be other little gems for them to uncover. They're still going to get to know Josh Allen there. They're still going to have some hands-on stuff with him, even though he's on the north side, 49ers coaching the south squad. It's kind of a good thing for the younger coaches. It's a convention. There'll be a lot of people down in Mobile next week. NFL playoffs has been crazy. We'll keep making picks at the end of this podcast. All right, guys, I'm proud to say Blue Wire is being sponsored this month by WGN America. It's a new show called Pure. You've heard plenty of stories about drug cartels. They're all over the news. The crime rate you probably have not heard of is actually the most dangerous in the world. They are the Mennonite mob. You heard right, Mennonites. 99% of them are kind, God-fearing people. There's one group that has smuggled millions of narcotics from Mexico to Canada. Wednesdays, January 23rd, 10, 9 central, WGN America. New TV show, Pure. It's going to be about a drug cartel, the Mennonite mob. I can't wait. It's similar to Breaking Bad, they're saying. A lot of up-and-coming actors in it. show is about Noah Funk, newly elected Mennonite pastor. He's determined to rid his community of the drug cartel. It's going to be fun. Pure Breaking Bad meets Narcos. Get hooked. WGN America, January 23rd. It debuts. We are also being sponsored this week by MyPillow. Four-pack special. Promo code COZY. You're getting a bunch of money off. Your girlfriend, your sister, your mom. Instead of buying flowers, the same old thing. Get them some pillows. Some really nice pillows. You made a New Year's resolution. You're planning to eat better, exercise more, be patient, kinder, whatever. It starts with a good night's rest. MyPillow.com. Four-pack special. You'll get two premium pillows, two to-go pillows. You can bring them on trips, bring them on the airplane. They're little small guys. It's amazing what a difference great pillow makes. There is nothing better than the gift of restorative sleep. It's a creative gift. MyPillow.com. Use a promo code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, four-pack special. If you're older and just want to give them a call, 800-966-1472. That promo code can actually be used on any offer. Four-pack special is what we they're giving us at Blue Wire. They're in the mail right now. We're excited to lay on these things. And again, that's promo code COZY, C-O-Z-Y. Let's get into the new coaches on the 49ers staff. We'll start with Joe Woods coming off two seasons as defensive coordinator 
of the Denver Broncos. Been doing a lot of reading about him. His mentor was Mike Tomlin, actually back in the day in Tampa. That's how he was originally connected as a young coach with Kyle Shanahan. Kyle's first gig as a quality control assistant under John Cruden, actually. So Joe Woods is in here. I don't know how many candidates they interviewed. They kind of kept that quiet. Joe Woods apparently did get offered the Redskins defensive coordinating job and chose to come here. Those are reports and not confirmed, but hey, I mean, he wanted to come here. Now, who is Joe Woods? What kind of defense did he run with the Broncos? A lot more man-to-man coverage. He was able to do that because he had Bradley Chubb and Von Miller and a decent front. He's coming to a new system here, and he's also going to be called the pass game coordinator. I don't know if you guys saw that. I don't think it was defensive backs coach, so he could be having a lot more say, and I've been calling out here. I'd like to see more man coverage from the defense. Last season, the 49ers, dead last in interceptions, dead last in passes defense. They defensed 39 passes in 16 games. The Chicago Bears, I believe, defensed 117 passes. Their hands were on the football. Vic Fangio's scheme is unreal. Players are in the right position. The Seattle scheme, it's part of the deal, guys. It's not just personnel. I am not a Akella Witherspoon fan, quote-unquote. I think he could be a good player, but not a starter on a championship team. They've, they've got some evaluations wrong, but I think good quarterbacks can throw darts on this system, especially with one safety. How many times early in the year did you see a big play from the opposing team to start the game, a 39-yarder, even if it was a screen or something? People are out of position in pass coverage. 35 touchdowns were thrown against the 49ers. This defense was good in yards. They were 28th in scoring defense. They allowed too much things to go on through the air. They've got to get better. And Joe Woods, I don't know his coaching style. I don't, I don't know him. I watched a couple of interviews. I will say this. Aqib Tlaib has called him out. Aqib Tlaib calls everyone out. Seems like every NFL diva is getting real feisty on Twitter. The shit talking has been awesome. But Aqib Tlaib, when he went to L.A., said that Joe Woods ran about half the defense Wade Phillips called. If there was 40 plays up for Wade Phillips, there was about half that with Joe Woods. Denver did not blitz much at all. They relied on their front pressure. 49ers don't blitz a ton either. You saw Robert Sala get creative from time to time with things, but I'm hoping Joe Woods can infuse something here. New set of eyes. I've been saying new set of eyes in the front office. That's not going to happen. That. We'd be hearing more about interviews. Stuff would be leaking out. People would be hyping themselves up that they're talking to the Niners. Um, John Lynch, Adam Peters are going to do personnel. Now we've got a new set of eyes on the defensive backs. I'm not okay with not bringing a safety in. It's got to be a third-round pick or above or some type of free agent. Obviously, Earl Thomas has been circled for a long time as the guy 49ers fans want. It's a rental. You're not getting him for his whole career, but it's a way to get this defense set up and train someone else behind him for in three or four years when he's not ready. The Richard Sherman deal makes a lot of sense. Earl Thomas is probably going to command a bigger deal, even though he's coming off an injury. I think it was a broken leg and not the Achilles tear that Sherman had. So yeah, defense, Joe Woods, he's he's got to get more talent in there. Richard Sherman was a top 15 corner last year, top five earlier on in the year. And then kind of got kind of got beat a couple times, and that happens as a cornerback, and he's got no help. And this scheme, I think, is very difficult to play when you don't have the pieces. So, yeah, I put out a poll, speaking of draft talk, if it's Quinnen Williams, number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals, which it could be in play. The more you see Aaron Donald dominate a game, 
Arizona does have Chandler Jones. He's getting older, but if they view Quinton Williams as the number one guy, even though they were top 10 in sacks, they had 45, 46 sacks last year, Arizona could be taking Quinton Williams number one overall, or someone could fall in love with Kyler Murray. Someone could do dirty, dirty things to get up to one overall. There's desperation around the league. I do think Kyler Murray shows enough Russell Wilson comparisons on the field and his arm is that good and Baker Mayfield just won a Heisman and the stigma of oh winning that award and oh he's just a college player. He is short as hell. Like 5'10 on his best day. He's he's smaller than Russell Wilson. The NFL is also changing a shit ton. Patrick Mahomes is finding unique arm angles and ways to get rid of the football and it almost looks like he's a shortstop out there. Like he's getting in rhythm and kind of like making a weird throw from the pocket, but it works. And I see some of that from Kyler Murray. So I would not be shocked if someone did something very, very crazy to move up to number one overall. Dwayne Haskins is the exact opposite of him. He's 6'6", Cam Newton, body alike, got the strong arm. So it's like polar opposites. Both QBs will go in the top 10. I bet one goes in the top five. And there could be crazy things if people fall in love with the intellect Bouncing around everywhere today, KJ Podcast. Let's get into the other defensive coach the 49ers hired, Chris Kosurik. I had not heard of him too much. I had heard the name a little bit. I do not know the coaching style that he's bringing. He has worked with Ndamukong Sue for a long time in Detroit. Sounds like Martin Mayhew was kind of the plug for this situation. Kosurik was blown out of Miami when they cleaned house there. They're still not announcing their coach. It's going to likely be Brian Flores. Patriots defensive coordinator. There's rumors that Bill Belichick's son, Steve, could get the promotion to defensive coordinator next year in New England. That'd be awesome. I want to see that. Love to see that dynamic. Hopefully he's not too mean to his son. Yeah, Chris Kosarek, he's going to flip on some light switch and all of a sudden Solomon Thomas is a different player. I don't know. It sounds like he became available and the 49ers weren't planning on moving on from Jeff Scanina, but enough good things were said. I don't know what type of relationships Kyle has. He's got to know about everyone at this point. And they moved on from Jeff Scanina. So they added new sets of eyes to the coaching staff, not to the front office and not Robert Sala. So they, you can't hate on the 49ers. They did have Jeff Halfley leave for a better opportunity at Ohio State. They're bringing in new pieces of the puzzle on defense, which I don't hate because defensively, they've got to get better. DeForest Buckner and Fred Warner are amazing individual pieces that I'm ready to call budding stars. Congrats to DeForest Buckner. Told you he'd be in the Pro Bowl. Don't make too big of a stink about it. It is what it is. He's he's not Fletcher Cox yet. He's not on that level yet. He's still a damn good disruptor. I got to get back to the Quinn and Williams, Kyler Murray thing here. Because that would leave the 49ers with a choice between Nick Bosa and Josh Allen Put out a poll on Twitter. I think like 2,000 people voted. 77% Nick Bosa, 23% Josh Allen. You sprint to the podium for Nick Bosa. I lean on that side. I am not saying I'm 100% confident that Nick Bosa is going to be better than Josh Allen. I can lean that way. And I might be torn 50-50 and happy with either pick. Nick Bosa looks like your typical NFL player. His size, power, quickness. It's all morphed into one. Like, he doesn't have a weakness. He also is not the explosive edge rusher that Josh Allen is. He's not 
the elite athlete. Josh Allen could run in the four or fives. The more I look at him. And the combine measurables could be crazy comparable to Von Miller. We'll see what's going on. But I don't think the combine is going to make or break these guys. But Bosa is going to face tough questions. You've got that old guy mentality. You quit on Ohio State. You know, you could have played. You could have played a little hurt for those Buckeyes to get in the playoffs. That you're gonna, he's going to face scrutiny like that. He's going to face injury scrutiny. Joey Bosa missed a lot of games this year, too. Not everything's related to your brother. Derek Carr has been much better than David Carr. Like, they do look very similar. Nick actually looks a little quicker than Joey Bosa to me. Joey has a more refined technique, really good with his hands. I, I think Nick is a little faster. He is younger. Maybe the competition in the Big Ten has gone down a little bit too since Joey was there. Either way, one of those two, it is the most obvious pick to ever make in the NFL draft. If they trade out of this and try to do the polite thing or the Brian Burns thing, those guys could be good for sure. I'm more, let's put our eggs in a basket here instead of trying to get a couple mediocre players in the first round. Let's go big or go home. Josh Allen, Nick Bosa, welcome to the team. Earl Thomas, overpay for him in free agency. And you've literally inserted the two key pieces to this defense, a free safety and edge rusher that you played for two seasons without. There is nothing more obvious. People are getting too greedy if they also went Antonio Brown. If it is a Nick Bosa, Earl Thomas, Antonio Brown trio added to this team this offseason, there will be pandemonium. It will be utter madness. 49ers Nation will be in full gear, talking shit. The expectations will be out of the roof. Offense and defense should both be improved. Kyle's got to find a QB coach. Kyle's got to manage his staff. Kyle's got to make sure the defensive staff knows what they're doing. But personnel-wise, they're going to look like a playoff team. They're going to compete every week as long as they can stay healthy. They get one of those three, you're still happy. If they get the edge rusher and still don't even get Earl Thomas, they get two of the three, you're, you're ecstatic. 49ers, I believe, have $65 million in cap room. It's like around fifth or sixth in the entire league. They're going to spend. I don't really want to splash for a receiver unless it's Antonio Brown. Blue Wire, hope you guys are listening. We're hiring more people. The team is growing. Uh, yeah, I'm staying up till 2 o'clock in the morning pretty much every day, trying to make sure this thing is pumping and working. It is, man. It's, it's been super exciting to build just a really high-quality team of people who are reaching markets all across the country, L.A. and Chicago now, talking to a couple former athletes, one current NFL player who's interested in one, Come join our team if you want to do marketing, if you want to do designing, you want to edit podcasts. We, we have room for you. Appreciate you listening to my Niners takes. Yeah, let's keep going here. I'm in a flow. I'm really enjoying talking to you about this football team. Real quick before we move on from AB, there can be discussions going on right now, especially with the Roonies coming out and essentially saying it'd be hard to envision him on the team. That's inviting the rest of the league to call the Alex Smith Redskins trade last year was agreed upon January 30th, a couple days before the Super Bowl. I'm not going to be shocked if Antonio Brown is traded during the Super Bowl. Not the actual Sunday, but that week. Teams are all together, and there's conversations, and, and someone's just like, yeah, I'm trading a first-round pick for this guy. And I'm happy starting our draft in the second round with this being our pick, and he's going to be here for four years, and it's going to help me keep my job longer and my family happy because he gets in the end zone. And I think a certain GM coach combo is going to be like, hey, 
let's not even try and nickel and dime them with the second and the third next year. Pittsburgh knows they're getting rid of a really good player. They're going to have to take a huge salary cap hit. They're getting a first-round pick in return. Or they'll wait it out. It'll eventually happen. But yeah, I, I would hope John Lynch has already called Pittsburgh and said, would you be interested in our 2020 first-rounder? Beat them to the punch. If they get no other first-rounders and the Steelers are like, get this guy off our team. We're a bigger franchise than one guy. We can't have someone get bigger than the franchise. That's them. The 49ers can manage these types of scenarios. They've had Terrell Owens. They've had Jerry Rice is not a diva, but he didn't get along with Deion Sanders. He wasn't scared to be himself in the locker room if that caused problems. It did. Receivers comes with these types of attitudes. I don't think Julio was much that way, but Kyle has dealt with Andre Johnson. He was more snippy on the field than I think a problem for the Texans locker room. This will be a big challenge for Kyle if they get Antonio Brown. How do you manage a player whose personality is as big as the team? Who, what he says matters tremendously. Who will mouth off. Who will bend rules. Who will influence younger guys. It's a, it's a big question. It's worth the headache. It's worth the risk. Excited for next season already. It's still playoffs. Talk about the Rams for a second here. They hired Sean McVay and they have turned things around so quickly. They had the franchise quarterback already in place. They've had Todd Gurley. They went out and swung for the fences on defense, though. Marcus Peters, Keep Tlaib, Dominican Sue, Brandon Cooks on offense. And now, guess what? They're playing in the NFC Championship game. The New Orleans Saints traded their first-round pick for Marcus Davenport and made their defense a lot more dynamic. They hit on the Marshawn Lattimore pick. They hit on Alvin Kamara. They did things last draft that have now put them in a position to compete for the Super Bowl. I don't see Drew Brees going away and retiring anytime soon either. 49ers have a lot to do to catch up. These teams are making crazy good moves in the offseason, and it's actually working. The Eagles last year, I know Alshon Jeffrey just had that drop, and it's not timely to say this, but he helped them win a Super Bowl last year. It was an aggressive one-year contract. Golden Tate caught a touchdown for them. It was a trade they made. I still don't think the 49ers should overpay for him. The point is teams in the NFC are making huge personnel moves. They're swinging for the fences. You can say the 49ers have done that a little bit with Richard Sherman and Jimmy Garoppolo. And guess what? Those are two of their best players. We are all obsessed with the draft, but there's got to be ways to acquire talent. You've got to be aggressive here. The timeline is a six-year contract, but year three is a benchmark. If things are going in the right direction, we will clearly know. The record will say it. The product on the field will say it. Kyle will feel confident. The city will feel confident that the 49ers are heading in the right direction. They need that. They want that. The fan base, the coaching staff, you got to get better players. Rooting against the Rams, honestly, if you're a 49ers fan, you don't want to see them in the Super Bowl getting this type of confidence, winning the Super Bowl. I don't see it being like a Super Bowl hangover for them the year after. I see them potentially getting there every season now. So, I mean, you're not rooting for your division rival to win. You're definitely rooting for Drew Brees and the Saints because Sean Payton could leave eventually. He could get sick of it. Drew Brees is going to retire within the next two or three years. You'd hope if you're an NFC team. Yeah, you, you've got to get better than the teams that made the playoffs this year. Who The Giants get a quarterback. They finish the season strong. Tampa Bay actually was not bad at the end of the season. The NFC, a couple teams that were down with the 49ers and are picking low in the draft will be better next year. That is how the pendulum swings. It's how it works. Hopefully it's the 49ers.
because I'm done talking about a losing team. I'm not done. They're, they're still fine. KJ Podcast, haven't had a guest because my schedule has been crazy. Whenever I can grab 30 minutes to hop in a meeting room and deliver you guys some content, I've been doing. We're, we'll open up the guest book in the offseason as we always do, the Rolodex, see what other people are saying about the 49ers. Appreciate you. Follow us at Blue Wire Pods on Twitter. I know it's not the most engaging feed yet, but we are giving you kind of like our menu, our content, what we're putting out there every week. There's new local podcasts. You might like some of the other markets. Just, you know, subscribing to them and listening to them for 10 minutes at a time. Cash considerations with the Bulls. Really strong chemistry between Ricky and Jason. Two Chicagoans tagging hat dogs. Yeah, we're branching out all over the Midwest. I'm hoping to hit Philly, New York, Boston. More niche podcasts. Talking about schemes. Talking about the NFL draft. We're building it on Blue Wire. Appreciate you listening. Shout out to our sponsors, WGN America. Watch Pure, January 23rd, 10, 9 Central. And then My Pillow, promo code COZY, C-O-Z-Y. For a four-pack, it'll save you about 50 bucks. Buy your wife, your girlfriend some pillows this year. Better than flowers. It's like, it's restorative sleep. It's nice. Have some nice pillows around the house. All right, we'll talk to you again next week. Peace.